This is the Skin in the Game VC podcast, hosted by Tom Wallace, entrepreneur turned venture capitalist and the managing partner at Florida Funders. You'll learn from the best about investing in early stage tech companies, so you too can gain the confidence and find the tools that help you succeed as an angel investor. Are you ready to get some skin in the game? Hello and welcome. Uh, this is Tom Wallace and I'm back at you with our Skin in the Game BC podcast from Florida Funders. Uh, I'm one of the partners on the managing partner of Florida Funders and so happy that you're able to join us today and I'm very excited about our guest who is uh, not a typical guest that we, we would have but uh, I'll get to that in a second. Wow, has it been a crazy week in technology. Uh, if you didn't see the Elon Musk interview of two nights ago, you got to go back and watch that. That was just Absolutely fascinating. Elon told us all it's immoral to work from home. Eh, I don't know about that, but what he shared about AI and and uh, where things are going with autonomous vehicles and his vision, whether you like Elon or not, you, you got it. I think you'll get a lot out of that. So if you didn't do that. And then uh, today, for the first time, I downloaded uh, the AI chatbot from OpenAI. It just became available this morning. I paid $49 for a one-year subscription. So um, I don't know how many of you had a chance to play with Bard, with Google's product, uh, uh, or ChatGPT, but uh, they're definitely game changers. And, and it's really exciting to see where that's all going to go and how that's going to affect all of us. And we're looking that, at that a lot of Florida funders as we, we think it's going to change the whole startup world. And maybe we'll touch on that as well. And then we've got this whole debt ceiling with government that's hanging over our head. That seem, They seem to be making progress on that. And uh, our guest today is from government, so maybe she can shed some light on, on that. Um, so with that, I think most of you are familiar with our, our podcast. Our goal here is really all about learning. Uh, one of the things that is that I've always loved about technology and being in the technology industry is there's always something new to learn, and there's always somebody new to learn from. And everything's constantly changing, and um, and you know just as I as I mentioned with AI and, and autonomous vehicles and all the changes that are coming in technology uh, right now at us at light speed is just so exciting. So with that, I'm honored and delighted to have Laura DeBella joining us uh, this morning. And uh, Laura, I'm going to give you a little intro to Laura and let her tell us a lot more about herself, but. She is the Secretary of Commerce for the state of Florida, as well as the president uh, or CEO of Enterprise Florida. And if you don't know what Enterprise Florida is, we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, this is near and dear to, to my heart because at Florida Funders, our tagline, as many of you know, is Sunshine State to Startup State. We want Florida to be known for technology and innovation, not, floor, not agriculture and tourism. And so, you know, government plays a role in that. We're going to talk about what that role is and how that they, they are, what they're doing and how they can be helpful in all of us that are involved in the tech ecosystem. So welcome, Laura. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's great to be here. Great to be here. Honor is mine. Thank you. Thank you. Well, welcome. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned, you're the Secretary of Commerce. Um, I'm guessing, I don't know this, that you're the first female Secretary of Commerce. That is right. That yeah. is right. But, well, congratulations. And um, I know you haven't been in the job a whole long, what, a few months or maybe a little bit longer than that. 
Yeah, officially, uh, officially secretary a few months. Uh, I, I was acting, you know, basically I was deputy secretary, but acting secretary since July of 2022. So coming on close to a year. Okay, well, congratulations. You're, you're the first female secretary of commerce for the state. Are you the youngest? <laughs> Ever? No, I, I'm not the youngest. Uh, I'm the youngest female. So yeah, I can win that award. Yeah. But, uh, well, I know, I'm sure our audience would love to hear a little bit about, you know, your, your journey and where I think you're a Florida native. I did a little bit of research and, uh, yep. you know, tell us a little bit. How did you get from, you know, to be the first secretary of state for the state of Florida that's a woman? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'm born and raised in, in Fort Lauderdale in South Florida. So my parents are immigrants. They immigrated here from, from Italy to, uh, to United States in 1966. So I have a... Um, first generation American, you know, I have that, that real, you know, Oh, that's awesome. I love that. You know, that they have. So they're both entrepreneurs and everything like that. So I, I grew up watching the American dream, like in, in real time, um, basically, but yeah, I was born and raised in Fort Lauderdale, been, been a Florida resident my whole life. I've lived all over the state with a variety of hats that I'll, I'll tell you about in a minute. Uh, went to university of Florida and, um, uh, basically went into the real estate business, you know, more or less straight out of college, you know, did, did a few little things here and there on the marketing side for a couple of years, which was awesome for your 20s. But, you know, not beyond that. Um, <laughs> uh, I, uh, My daughter's I, 26. She's in digital marketing, so I can relate to that. <laughs> yes. It's, um, yeah, it, it, it has a shelf life. It has a shelf life when, when more or less it's time to go. So yeah. I, I, and I went full time into real estate. Um, which was something I, I started as a hobby straight out of college. Was it residential um, or commercial? Started in residential. Started uh -huh. residential into commercial. So that was 12 years. About a 12-year run was I, I was doing commercial. Uh, I was doing real estate, you know, as a, as a broker. Um, I have my, my own brokerage. And then uh, seven, the last seven of the 12 years, uh, I my bread and butter client was Hospital Corporation of America. So uh, if, if you're not familiar, they're the largest private health care provider. In, sure, uh, HCA basically. out of Nashville, and right? HCA, yeah, they're huge. So um, I was doing all of their, you know, all of, more or less all of their real estate activities throughout the state of Florida, my, my firm was. Uh, and uh, it was, that was like my entree into economic development because they, you know, few realize that hospitals are as retail as like, as publics, you know, or your, your, you know, big box retailers, like we hospitals go into areas of growth, you know, they, they, they line themselves up, you know, in the line of fire of growth so they can accommodate, you know, the, the growing population of that area, you know, they plant their roots very early. So it's very much part of the economic development game. They know where sure. they know growth is going. So being a broker for them was basically my, you know, how I was exposed to economic development is where I was, I was, um, uh, recruited from. So Nassau County came calling and uh, I was I was working for them for five years, 2014 to 2019. Uh, Nassau County, Florida is the northeasternmost county in Florida. Amelia Island, if you're familiar, that's that's yeah. in Nassau County. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I didn't know where it was, but I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah. I, I, always <laughs> I actually say, thought yeah. it was in South Florida, truth be told. But. Light bulbs go off when I say that. But um, uh, the two and a half years of the five years when I was with NASA, I was um, I was basically voluntold to be port director for the Port of Fernandina, uh, which is in Nassau County, but a completely separate government agency. So I um, 
I willingly did it. They couldn't pay me, but I was like, you know what? This is a great, uh, this is a great opportunity because I knew nothing about ports. I knew ports were good for the economy. That's it. Um, good for my economy. And they, that port was going through a little bit of a rough patch. So it needed somebody to, to oversee it and, and, uh, and, and oversee it for cheap as in free. So I did. <laughs> So it was supposed to be a temporary assignment. It turned into a two and a half year assignment. So I wore two hats um, my last two and a half years at with Nassau County as port director and economic development director. And I just loved the port. So that was really your segue into government. That was, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of. My, uh, the harbor pilots picked me up. Uh, they recruited me from that time. So from 2020, 20, late 2019 to uh, mid last year, uh, 2022, I worked uh, uh, as the first executive director for the Florida Harbor Pilots Association. And those are the, the top guns of maritime that bring in all the ship traffic in and out of the seaport. So again, a quasi governmental role. It was an association, but very much, you know, we were regulated by, by state government. So, sure. you know, you're mm -hmm. Base. Um, but a uh, uh, very unique opportunity and conveniently when the shutdown was, you know, right before the shutdown happened. So I got like my crash course in supply chain, um, supply chain and, and everything around it, um, because the harbor pilots are like your first line of defense. Oh, yeah, so I can imagine. And we're going to talk about the whole COVID situation and the effect on the state, because yeah. I, I, I want I want to hear your perspective on that. I certainly will. So and then from there that uh, from there came the the secretary uh, opportunity. So I feel like you know I have a pretty well-rounded view of this state and its economy and how it runs. I know it from the corporate side, I know it from the land side, and I know it from the water side. So and now now I, I can kind of put that all together and and uh, and represent accordingly. So that, uh, that's the story. Great. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. again, congratulations and. Uh, you know, when, when touching on COVID, so you, so you mentioned COVID, um, mo as most people know, Florida really was the most open state. Our governor, um, I, th I think in Mayor Suarez in Miami and some of our other mayors really led us and did a great job. Um, whether And I'm not, I don't have a dog in that fight. I'm not a Republican or a Democrat, but when other states were shut down, people flocked here, as we all know, and they came from New York and they came from California, and a lot of them were tech people, and they and they, the, the, the Peter Teals and the Keith Du Bois and the David Blumbergs, and some of our founders like Lucy Go, who was a, a brilliant young woman, moved here from San Francisco. She's a Teal fellow and started a company called Passes, and I could go on and on. So we really benefited from COVID in a lot of ways, the state of Florida, and many of those people learned what we already knew was, hey, this is a great place to build a business, to recruit people, to um, get involved in the community. And uh, many of them decided to stay. And so that's been great for us. What, where do you see post-COVID Florida, how do you see us evolving and how can we build on that momentum of you know moving more towards technology and, and innovation and, and creating more of a, a state that's driven by technology and innovation? Yeah, I mean, you know, as as unfortunate as the the COVID situation was, it was an incredible boon, you know, for our economy. It it uh, you know it it really you know launched us into a different stratosphere altogether, you know, especially on the technology front. So I honestly don't see the momentum dying down, you know, now that 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 is you know thankfully behind us, you know, that that phase in our lives. Um, mm -hmm. It. it only continuing to accelerate because it's perpetuating upon itself. You know, the, the amount of um, 
the influx of, of businesses, you know, the, the realization that business needs to be done on, on East Coast time, you know, in this new virtual universe that we're all that 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 we've adapted to now um, is, you know, really the, uh, you know, really what is driving a lot of these companies here. So there's, there's one company in particular, a company named Leverex that we brought from Silicon Valley. They, they planted roots in Miami recently, just in the past couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a direct quote from from their CEO, and he's just like, I realized that I could not run a global operation from the West Coast any longer because the the, the go to meeting is now Zoom, you know, like like this. So yeah. I need to be, you know, I need to be nimble. I need to be adaptable. I need to talk to all my people around the world, and it's it's more and more efficient, uh, and and uh, and and. It just makes for better business for me to be on the East Coast. And we're hearing the same thing like again and again and again, like around that. But, you know, so that started in Miami. But then we have Tampa, which is its own little hotbed of of activity when it comes to technology and innovation, you know, along with Orlando or Olampa, we like to call it, you know, Orlando and Tampa, you know, kind of grown I haven't heard that before. I'm here in Tampa, so yeah, we we are very close to the technology innovation scene here in in Tampa. And uh, you're right, Miami really led it, but we're not far behind. It's been very exciting. And then we've got all the stuff at the Space Coast and, you know, it's statewide. It's, It's extremely exciting. So government has a role to play in this. And I think covid really showed that. I mean, our governor kept our state open while other governors were shutting their states down. And look what a difference that made. Uh, You've been the president uh, or CEO of Enterprise Florida. I think probably a lot of our audience doesn't know what Enterprise Florida is. And it's my understanding that Enterprise Florida is going to go away. Is that correct? So tell us about tell us about that. Yeah, so Enterprise Florida was uh, was created in 1996. Uh, it, it was, Florida decided to convert its Department of Commerce into a public-private partnership uh, to advance economic development and everything that, that surrounds that uh, in in that in, in lockstep with the business community. So business leaders and government leaders together, uh, moving moving that ball forward. So. Um, that model lasted, you know, close to 30 years. You know, obviously, you can see now. So the this past legislative session, uh, our, you know, a new, you know, philosophical belief around economic development and how it should be handled here in Florida uh, has come about. So they're going to basically go back to the future. We're going to, you know, roll roll in Enterprise Florida into what is today the Department of Economic Opportunity as of July 1st will be converted to the Department of Commerce. So essentially two entities are going to be blended into one back into the original format, which is the Department of Commerce. So that's, um, so we're kind of getting, getting, I don't want to say getting rid of, but you know, we are doing away with the the public private model and moving more into, you know, the official government model uh, there. And is it because because it wasn't effective. I mean, I know, you know, from my standpoint, just watching this for the last couple of decades, a lot of the a lot of the people in tech were always like, what the hell's Enterprise Florida do? We don't know what those people do. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of the, you know, the. Yeah, it, it, it's unfortunate that, that that perception may have been out there because we actually did a lot. You know what you're seeing, what you're seeing now, you know, is a byproduct of, of you know, the public private partnership model. So. Um, the you know economic development around you know it, its most successful models uh, are public-private partnerships actually not government. Mm-hmm. Um, 
not a whole heart, not government in totality. Um, we were the first to do it. Uh, Florida was back in 1996, and other other 14 other states have followed that model since. So it it, it it's a farce to say that it wasn't it, it hasn't been successful because look at where we are now. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a uh, it's actually a a uh, yeah. I didn't mean know, that disrespectfully. I'm just yeah, you know that's kind I, of speaking for my world. I know you didn't, but it definitely, uh, it, it's definitely out there. So it's, you know, I'm happy you did because I get to address it. Um, so it's a, um, it, it's, it's just a commonly misunderstood. Verticals within uh, Enterprise Florida that exist um, you know, that now will be rolled into the Department of Commerce. But, you know, our, you know, in terms of tech, you know, for all intents and purposes here, you know, our Florida Opportunity Fund is one of those verticals within Enterprise Florida. That's actually my third hat. So uh, I serve as the president of the Florida Opportunity Fund now by virtue of my position elsewhere. Um, so that will also be brought into the Department of Commerce, you know, along with the other agencies, the Visit Florida's and, you know, our, our Space Florida and, you know, everything, uh, military and defense and all, all of that, Sports Foundation. So it's uh, there's a lot that's going into this being swallowed whole. But again, there was a lot of misconception as to how much uh, how much Enterprise Florida actually handled. Yeah. Um, well, I think Flo yeah. the Florida Opportunity Fund uh, is wonderful and, and great for, for tech in Florida. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about the Florida Opportunity Fund. I think they'd be curious to Florida Opportunity know about Fund, that. It's a really growing area of, of uh, you know, our economy, obviously, by by virtue of the, the you know, the sector just growing the way, the way it is. So I, it's actually really exciting for me because I wasn't really in this space very much, um, you know, until I came on board. But Florida Opportunity Fund is our venture capital arm. So it's where the state, you know, the state participates, you know, takes a position in uh, in growing companies you know traditionally not the initial seed brown you know maybe the 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 series a you know or you know around there but um uh you know it's, it's relatively smaller positions i want to say you know the, kind of the sweet spot like one three million ish you know maybe it depends on the deal i'm not going to go ahead and you know say it's only that but um mm -hmm where it, it falls in line with our targeted industries, where Florida wants to focus its energies on, you know, in terms of job job recruitment and creation. So it's in, it, it runs the, the gamut from, you know, technology, all the 10, the 10 targeted industries, you know, cyber, aerospace, you know, manufacturing, you know, healthcare, logistics, you know, I get to go on IT, all of that stuff. So that's where the investments are. And we are really churning and burning on on uh, on our investment front. You know, we're we're really cranking out the deals. There's a lot of companies that are coming to us, namely because of what's going on in the world. You know, yeah, funding is not, not as uh, as prevalent as it was before. You know, as we all can attest. So, uh, the state of Florida is still very much investing, and and we're seeing just a massive amount of activity there. Yeah, and our down. friends at DeepWorks are managing that for you correctly. They are. Yeah, yes, and, they and are. Uh, in fact, we're we're. I think Florida funders will. You know, we're hopefully going to be participating in some of the funds that are allocated to Florida Opportunity Fund. Uh, yeah. How big is the How big is the fund? Uh, the fund, well, it is around, gosh, well, it's just changed because we have the SSBCI funding that that is coming in. So in totality, we have probably I think it's close to 100, 100 million. It depends on the on the yeah. day. Don't quote. Yeah, that's great. Right. 
That, yeah. that, that's awesome. Yeah. The other thing that, uh, that I was going to bring up, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with Senate Bill 180. Are you familiar with that? What was the name? Where, 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 uh, where I don't know the name of it, but it's, it's basically sitting on the governor's desk, my understanding, for signatures. So Senate Bill 180 was very important to us in the venture capital industry. Um, seven, and I don't want to get too technical here, and I don't, I'm not an expert in this area anyway, but uh, the, the SEC controls venture capital at the, at the, at the federal level. And, yeah. um, but some states had their own rules, is my understanding. 17 states had adopted the, the federal rules of the SEC, which says that venture capitals like us, we do venture capital. We don't have to be a registered investment advisor. We don't, we're not heavily regulated. Uh, Florida was not one of those states, um, which really is not, it's, it's, it's not pro venture capital, pro startup. And that is, that is what Senate Bill 180 changes. It makes us one of those, it will be the 18th, I think, state. So we get to we get to fall under the federal SEC venture capital exemption. So we're really excited about that. But, and the, the other one is the uh, invest. That's a good, right? No, I, I really wasn't too familiar with it. I mean, probably because it wasn't too much of an issue. I think everybody was on board with it. Yeah. So, oh yeah. And the yeah. other one is the invest local bill, which I understand is not yet made it through the house. And, and that, that is a, uh, encourages pitch competitions in the past pitch competitions most people wouldn't know this but it's pitch competitions technically if you're pitching a deal a founder those people in the room have to be accredited investors you can't really get into the terms of the deal and all that um, even though many people did that invest local will change that and make pitch competitions a lot less regulated and you pretty much can do a pitch competition to anybody so we're excited. Yeah. We're excited about that. I don't know if you're familiar with that at all. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's great as well. It's good. Yeah, good. yeah, it's a, a very exciting. Um, so we started talking a little bit about ChatGPT and artificial intelligence, and of course, Google has their product Bard out there. And uh, um, you know, as I mentioned, I just lo- downloaded the app. I think the app just became available. And uh, you know, I, I wanted to get your perspective. You know, th- you, you know, we have changes coming in technology, a lot of changes. And these are really, a, a lot of us within the industry believe they're game-changing technologies. If you listen to Kathy Wood, who's here in St. Petersburg now, artificial intelligence, autonomous vehicles, you know, these are these are technologies that are going to change everything. How do you mm-hmm. see Florida uh, playing in that game? And, 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 and also at the government level, I mean, one of the things that that, that that this artificial, you know, generative AI is going to do is it's going to allow all of us as workers to be a lot more efficient. And, you know, there's a big push, I think, in most areas of government to reduce government, reduce spending. And it seems like a phenomenal opportunity for the state. So I just wanted to get your perspective on it. Well, we're, we as a state, we're undergoing a massive transformation, you know, on this front, you know, as far as automation and advanced technology as it relates to transportation altogether. So, you know, I think, I think we may have a little bit more work, more work to go, you know, on, on, uh, you know, on driverless vehicles and, you know, those types of things. I know, but I know we're getting there, but where we're seeing, you know, a lot of, a lot of advancements and where we're going to see, you know, probably the greatest transformation uh, in terms of, and, and this is where the state is participating is on the EV tall. 
side. So the electric vehicle launch, launch and landing type of, of applications, you know, be it autonomous, you know, or those that are, you know, piloted, you know, by, by people and, you know, move people too, people movers. So think about the Jetsons, like little, you know, little, th- little planes, you know. <laughs> That are present around everywhere. So, Florida is a um, you know a, a gold the Goldilocks market for this technology, um, and we will be probably the first to to launch you know to use a pun of you know of this industry, um, and it's going to be it's going to change the way we do everything. It's going to change the way we move. It's going to change the way we shop. It's going to change the way we uh, you know just just act on our daily lives. You so. Know, we're, we're going to be the first to launch. Tell, tell us more. The launch. I'm not sure I got that. I would like to say that we are going to be the first to launch this here in the United States. Um, you know, if not the world, potentially. This being, uh, I'm just trying yeah, to. Technology, uh, you know, just like the eVTOL technology, you know, in terms of, you know, adapting to, you know, our every, everyday lives, to becoming a mode of transportation uh, for for us. So we are working with several companies on this front. A lot of infrastructure partners that are completely agnostic to these companies have identified Florida as a very, uh, very ripe market for this, you know, and the right market in terms of, you know, weird geography because of the way we're shaped, you know, it just makes, makes sense for something like this uh, from a transportation standpoint and then also um you know just we we have we have the, the infrastructure to support it because the infrastructure to support it largely is water um so we can build these facilities uh and and you know make changes on the government level to like helipads you know and such to support this type this type of vehicle hmm. now interesting in, in the elon interview i don't know your side he said that uh he is he drives around san francisco today uh did it, he did Two, three days in San Francisco driving around, never touched his, his, his steering wheel once. The car drove itself completely, and he did the same thing in Austin. And he believes autonomous vehicles uh, will be hitting um, the market in 2024. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's obviously a great visionary. He has missed some of his predictions in the past, so <laughs> we'll, see, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, yeah, as I believe. I, I, I struggle a little bit with that. But you know what? I'm always willing to try. I haven't been in one yet, but you know, I'll see how I react. <laughs> yeah. So um, when you look at uh, what's going on in government now and, you know, it seems like, you know, the debt ceiling hanging out, looming over our heads that, you know, this 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 polarity between Republicans and Democrats and there's not a lot of cooperation and the two extremes seem to run everything. And for people like me who are in the middle and moderates and, and, and really I'm an independent, I don't. You know, it just it's frustrating for us. I mean, we want to see gov- our government be more effective. We want to trust government more. Do you see that changing? Is anybody like is it, it just seems to get worse over time? I don't know. Like, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? How, how, I, I truly hope so. You know, I think I think there's going to be a writing, you know, of this ship. At some point, you know, where where the divisiveness, you know, will hopefully uh, will will result in you know a, a, a more more systematic collaboration at least in in some respect um i think yeah i, I think I think we've kind of lost touch of more of, of more of the matters that are really important you know policy you know what mm. you know what who you know focusing on what's really 
what what we really need, you know, rather than, you know, opinions and philosophies. So it's a, uh, you know, I understand and respect everybody's opinion, you know, on both, both sides. I'm glad you said that because to me, that's what it really, I'm sorry to interrupt. That's what really drives me crazy is, I mean, whether you're left or right, you can respect the other people's opinion rather than saying they're evil and they're stupid. And, you know, that just seems to be so much where we're at now. I don't know. Is it? Yeah, I think I think you know we're, you know I, I think we're going to reach a point where it, you know civility will will prevail, um, and and will will we will we will have to work together more. Um, I I typically when things are when things are good when economic conditions are good you know that's when like i think more wars begin i feel like you know when when things when when things don't you know aren't going so hot you know then everybody kind of crosses you know crosses pulls together crosses and pulls together so yeah. i think you know, I think as we enter what, you know, hopefully is not going to be a, a bad recession, but we are, we're, we're heading towards something. We're, yeah. we're heading towards, um, I think it, it's going to force, you know, those of not common mind today to, to come together and, and, uh, and, and move forward in, in a, in a more positive way. That's my hope. Well, my I hope. hope so too. And I think everybody else <laughs> out there, not speaking for everybody, I think most of us uh, feel the same way. Yeah. Um, I got to talk to you about crypto. So, um, you know, we're in this crypto winter. Miami was arguably the crypto capital of the world. And yeah. uh, we just wrapped up eMERGE, which is our big tech show that the Florida Funders is uh, very involved in in Florida with the Medina family. And a year ago, it was all about crypto. Every, all the crypto companies were there. This year, we, we, we really didn't have much participation from, from the crypto world. Um, Governor DeSantis just, I mean, he passed something. I read about it in, in regards to, uh, I, I think it was Stablecoin. I don't even remember now. But um, if, if Florida and Miami are the crypto capital of the world, you're the Secretary of Commerce for the state of Florida, where do you see crypto going? Do you believe in it? Do you think there's a future? And what role does Florida have in that? Wow. I, I, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. I and I, I struggled truthfully to wrap my head around it. Um, you know, in, in in the very beginning, you know, and I was talking to talking to companies in, in a different my old capacity, you know, talking to companies and relocating them, you know, and just everything that was around it. Um, I can't say where Florida is going to go with it uh, right now. It doesn't look like it's going to go anywhere with it right now. Um, but I, I could, you know, the, the tides could change. But I think. You know, just the general sentiment is that it, it was it was a I don't want to say a fad, but it just it, it's it had its moment. It had its 15 minutes and now it's behind us. Um, but uh, it's not the not the future. But if it is come does come back, you know, and it, it's going to be more regulated. It's not going to be, you know, what it's not going to be in the, in the same format as, as it was before. Same shape and, and look as before. It's going to be very, very different. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, 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 as you said, none of us know, and and this this era reminds me of two thousand two thousand one, the kind of the dot com bust, 
I see this yep. as kind of the crypto winner that'll last a couple of years. I think there will be survivors. I think the blockchain and Web3 technology that crypto is based on is very real and has many yeah. use cases outside of whether that'll be driven by tokens or. But I, I personally think that regulation would be good for the industry. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm hopeful they will come back just like the dot, the dot com bust, you know, the survivors made it. Yahoo made it through Amazon. These companies, the real companies with real with real products and real value made it through. And I think we'll see that in the crypto world. Um, I think a lot of them are going to go away and uh, probably need to. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. And, and I and I'm hopeful for Florida, too, because I think, you know, Miami was really driving that bus in a lot of ways. And uh, so that was exciting. I wanted to touch, we're getting a little short on time. I wanted to touch on, you know, um, the, the banking industry. So Silicon Valley Bank was a very close partners of us at Florida Funders. We did a lot of work with them. Uh, of our 100 portfolio companies, 20% banked with Silicon Valley Bank. They were by far the most aggressive venture uh, bank. And a lot of banking doesn't understand early stage tech. They did. They did venture debt, which was, you know, they were the leaders in that. And, you know, obviously we, all our friends of Silicon Valley, most of them have gone to citizens. So they're over there now. JP Morgan seems to be making, trying to make a push into that space. How do you see that? What do you, what, what do you see go, happening with the, the banking industry and the regional banks? And is the worst of this behind us? And, you know, any perspective on that and should it have ever happened, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's yet to be seen if the worst is behind us. I hope it is. I hope it is. We thankfully have not experienced a whole lot, especially on the, uh, you know, on the Florida Opportunity Fund side. So we weren't very exposed uh, there. So, you know, with the, with a lot of the, the, you know, the positions that we've taken, you know, in certain companies and such. So, so we fared well, you know, in terms of that. Um, I, I personally worry, you know, just in my capacity as, you know, overall secretary of, you know, what, what the fallout could remain, you know, is definitely, definitely, you know, biting my fingernails when, when Silicon Valley went under, you know, and then the other one went under right after that, uh, or was threatening to, you know, the others that, you know, continually pop up, you know, it's just, it's not, doesn't, certainly doesn't make you feel good about what potentially is out there that, um, you know, could be the next shoe to drop with another black swan, you know, it's just, it, it's there. I do worry about, um, about the credit tightening and, you know, coupled with the interest rates and, and some of the other, you know, matters that, you know, maybe or that, that could, you know, really spell doom and banking um, here. So it's just a, a, it's something I'm constantly on top of, but thankfully it, we're, we seem to be weathering all right. But I know that there are certain markets um, right now, you know, apart from Silicon Valley Bank, you know, where where you know basically building owners are handing over their buildings back to the bank. Uh, I worry about what uh, I worry about what is happening on the banking side as it relates to real estate because of what. Um, what essentially the the pandemic shutdown has done to commercial real estate assets in in other places outside of Florida, really, um, not not in Florida, but it certainly you know it certainly will affect Florida if some of these some of these buildings go back to the bank. Yeah, yeah the whole remote work thing and and that effect on on office space is going to be really interesting to see the impact there. 
Um, yeah. By the way, in Elon's interview, you probably heard he said working from home, working remote's immoral. <laughs> oh, but I actually, I'm not a huge fan. I, I agreed with him on on. His, I thought his point. I think he got a little carried away with it. But yeah. uh, what what I, I like? like the, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I like working from an office. Contrary to to what you see today, I actually prefer to work from an office. I'm way more focused. I get more done. Like I feel just, the same way. And having the team there and the synergy and there's nothing like face to face. But uh, and Elon, I think his point was you have people that can't work from home. They're building these cars in the background during the interview. Is it fair to the white collar people to work from home? I think that was his point. But so we'd like to wrap up with our lightning round. So this is I'm just going to ask you, you know, five, six quick questions. And your answer should be very brief. It can even be one word. And uh, so we call it our lightning round. So. here we go. You ready? Sure. All right. Who wins the AI war? OpenAI, Google, Microsoft, or somebody else? Google. Google. Okay. Google with Bard. Um, the price of Bitcoin, I think this morning, I didn't check it this morning, probably somewhere around 27000 uh, per Bitcoin. What do you think the price of Bitcoin is in five years? <laughs> oh, let's say 100000 Hundred thousand. Okay, I thought you might save zero from what you said earlier, but <laughs> I, I I I agree with you. It's gonna, it's probably going to come. It might come might be a different name, but it might be something else. You know, it, that's where that's where that answer comes from. Okay, so, who's your favorite yeah. person to follow on Twitter? Oh well. Well, of course, my boss, but you know, Ron DeSantis. But I, I, uh, I would say Elon. He's, he's, he's fascinating. Yeah, he's, he's one of my favorites too. Um, your favorite streaming show? Uh, I do like uh, I do like uh, Tech Tables. Uh, not Tech our, our friends over over there. Um, hold on, am I saying I'm not? Is it Tech Tables? Yeah. I don't know yeah. that one. I listen to them a lot. Joe, Joe Tost. Yeah. Is it tech? Where's my, or is it tech stars? I'm forgetting. I'm sorry. That's See, okay. I'll have to check yeah. it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I understand you're a long distance runner and, and quite competitive. What's the furthest you've ever run? Oh, I've done uh, 18 miles, okay. 18 miles. So yeah, that's a, uh, that's, that's, that's impressive. I've, I've done 18 marathons. Excuse me. Oh, you've 18 done 18 miles. marathons. 18 marathons. Holy yeah. heck. That's very impressive. Yeah. 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 Tech tables. Yes, that's right. I was right before. Sorry about that. Yeah. 18 marathons. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely how I, uh, um, definitely what keep, has kept me sane, but I haven't done a marathon in a while. It's been a couple of years, but, uh, well, it's very yeah, impressive. And my right. final, the final question, would, the, would you possibly be the first female governor of the state of Florida? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I technically, technically maybe, but probably maybe not. It depends if uh, if uh, uh, Lieutenant Governor Nunez, you know, steps up into to the governor role. She will be. She will be. So, so it's a it's a fun question I get a lot. You know, like, well, why don't you run? You know, <laughs> I'm sure you do. So I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Well, Laura, so. thank you so much. This has been great. I, I know our, our listeners are really going to enjoy, um, you know, tuning in and, and uh, hearing your answers and, and your insights and the best of luck in, in uh, your career and, and with the state. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. You all have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for the opportunity. You too. And for our Take listeners care. out there, thank you for joining us today uh, for our Skin in the Game podcast. Don't forget, we're a combination of a venture capital firm and a network of investors. So if you're an investor and you're interested in getting involved in the startup community and startup world, it's a lot more fun than investing in stocks or real estate, I got to tell you. Uh, just go out to floridafunders.com. And if you're a founder with a great idea and you, you, you're about to start the next Google or Facebook or um, ChatGPT and you're interested in funding, go out to FloridaFunders.com. Five minutes, fill out an application. You'll get in our process and you never know. So with that, thank you and have a great day. Thanks for spending your time with Skin in the Game VC today. If you want to learn more about investing in early stage tech like a venture capitalist, be sure to visit the Florida Funders website at floridafunders.com. Join our angel network at no cost and get access to Florida Funders VC vetted investment opportunities in the next great breakout tech companies.